I am historically shitty at betting. Dude, what did I just say for like the last four minutes? I am historically shitty at betting. Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. I, I definitely had to switch up my podium because I had no idea what a guilty pleasure song was. We will still be forever. Yep. This is a freestyle at the top of the dome. Here we go. And I do it again, 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 again. I do it only once. Again, 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 again. Do it only once. I go down that river slow to the place I shoot like Carmelo. I'm living my life and we go hard. Floating on the river in a party barge. And I see you on a sea dude. Your shirt was white and it was see-through. Please use your spray, no mosquitoes. Every time you found me, it's a free throw. Welcome to another show of No Brains, No Headache Podcast. This is episode 70. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel, and shortly I'll be joined by my co-host and longtime friend, Matt Cleary. On today's show, we had an interview with Peyton Kringley. He is a Bismarck product who now has a podcast titled The Special Generalist. So we're going to hear all about his podcast, then Matt and I are going to bring up embarrassing old stories about him. So it should be a good interview. After that, we get into Cleary's comments where we banter about random things. Uh, The Vikings lost a heartbreaker this week, so I can guarantee a rant from there. And Matt and I will tell you about how terrible we are at sports gambling, as you may have already heard. We'll finish up with the Olympics of Guilty Pleasure songs. The Olympics is the ranking game we play on this show, so we talked about the songs that you love to hate and hate to love and everything in between. You can vote on those podiums of the Olympics at NBNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. There you can also find the link in our bio. You can buy a Kong beer bong, a can cooler, and beer bong all in one. And you might be listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify right now. Make sure you're following along so you don't miss any episodes. And when you feel like it, leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. It's episode 70 of No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. We now welcome on the host of the Special Generalist Podcast, coming to us from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Peyton Kringley. Peyton, thanks for coming on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to chat. I'm interested to see where this all, this all goes, and I'm excited to talk to you guys. Some Bismarckians. Yes, I'm glad you're wearing your Jim Klein Saucer Vikings jersey as well. Uh, maybe we'll get into a Vikings rant later, but for starters, why don't you tell us and our listeners um, about your podcast, The Special Generalist? What's it all about? Yeah, so The Special Generalist is this kind of idea that I've been tweaking around with for, I don't know, like the last year. Um, and I've kind of tried to figure out avenues in which I could like kind of promote it, um, and also create some sort of like outside branding from myself that I can, uh, produce value to other people on, on kind of what I've learned over the course of kind of even my short career, um, and also readings and stuff like that. So really the special generalist is kind of career development in kind of two directions, um, specializing and generalizing in, in a simple term. And I try to interview a lot of people that have taken, um, a broad approach to their development or have done like a handful of different things. Um, funny or not, I, I'm poaching 
your guys's last guest because he's like perfect um you know for for my theme but yeah so it, it really is it's it's to give uh, people some some content to to motivate them to do other things outside their nine to five like get into real estate you know you don't even have to do anything that's content creative like podcasting or something like that just how do you re- well or round yourself out in a way that that can kind of produce it you know more stability for you um in in different directions and I, I think it's interesting to listen to a bunch of different people um and everyone has a kind of a cool ass story with whether they started out in one area and all of a sudden in another, and then they use this and then they have a podcast and there, there's so many different directions. A lot of people are, are going. So, and in the new, new age, you know, it's, it's kind of the information age. So developing a podcast, doing different things, like it just gets you out there and it's so useful to have those skills. So what is, what is uh, the phrase Jack of all trades, master or none? Is that kind of on the lines of your podcast or because that's what I thought of when you came out with a special generalist? Yeah. So it, it kind of plays on both. You know, you don't want to be you don't want to know one thing very well. And then you're basically blinded off by everything else. You're basically, you know, the, so like, for example, in our first episode, we talk a lot about me and John talk about, you know, players like NFL players and why player unions exist, because they're essentially super sing, you know, very one dimensional. And after like four years, their career is over and now they have nothing. And when you're really, really lean and singular, you, you kind of have, you only have one leg to stand on, but when you have, you know, essentially, you know, a little about a lot, you're really not good at one thing. So it's kind of a play on the two. It's more of this polymath approach. And (laughs) that's kind of a, that's kind of the, um, technical term for it but i just kind of make it you know practical and just call it the special generalist like who the heck are all these people that are doing like like colton jesse how is he a you know a professional bull rider and a country singer like what is it about those two niches that overlie each other that make him even more and more successful than just being one of those well you say that uh you poached one of our guests but then you mentioned john and john's been our show on our show, John Thorlson, a great guy to have on. So thank you for recommending him. Feel free to poach whoever you want. You don't have to call it poaching. You can just say, I got this guest on. <laughs> uh, what do you think of John? I mean, he's one of your good friends. How's your relationship with John? And how was that first episode of starting your podcast with having one of your good friends right there with you? Wait, let me jump in real quick. Are you drinking water out of a mason jar? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I haven't drank any water today, so I just grabbed the biggest jar I had and filled it up for this. <laughs> okay, all right, hit me, hit me with a John question. Yeah, so John, John's my my best friend. We uh, lived together uh, in college, and all these conversations that you hear me have, um, I've had like a thousand times with him. Um, we probably could have done that episode for five hours if we really wanted to. We just have. Um, kind of a similar knowledge base or a similar interest base, I should say, where we can then play off of each other's ideas. And, and it's somewhat, um, you know, kind of this, it's just back and forth. But, you know, at some level, I, I, I'm trying really, really hard to not make it so like esoteric or like, so like, 
like you have to know this knowledge base to get the idea or the the practicality from it and i think john was a great first time for me to do that because one people knew him too he knows he knows a lot about sports and everyone loves sports so like taking sports and breaking it down in kind of a in in kind of those terms it was was fun so um that podcast is like the best one and I, I get the most feedback on it because everyone's like, I don't even know anything about sports and I, I kind of understand what you're saying. So. Oh, well, I, I get that too, because we started out as a, and I think we still are technically a sports news podcast. We talk very little about sports. I mean, we, we definitely still do it, but it's one of those things where it's part of the show, but it's not, the show's identity at this point it's it's a nice topic because it's light but there's substance to it like it's topical so there's always something fresh happening um and and there's 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 tons of talk about it i think when you get into the and i really tried to not get too political either with it like because no one wants to talk about politics and sports either so i don't really want my shit to be about that i want it to be about like like moderate stuff like that people that are in a nine to five job can even listen to and be like, yeah, I want to start a podcast or yeah, that, you know, I like playing this instrument. Like maybe I could record it or, you know, there's so much stuff you can tinker with on the side. Like you guys, you guys are, I assume, you know, working individuals and all, you're, you're a golf coach. So you, you gotta, you, yeah. you gotta, <laughs> I mean, top, top three in the city, <laughs> three, three schools, four. <laughs> there's three schools but you don't need to mention that yeah so no it's it's uh it's really just about um kind of promoting this idea and then eventually i'd like to get like a little group of of people on this like form um to get a bunch of people that are interested in you know hey this is how i make a podcast like, like just because it, it like reddit kind of right kind of <laughs> but Craigslist people I know podcasters. like anyone I pot like interview is going to be automatically in the form and then people that are outside this is like long long term would be able to then join it for like a cost for example but yeah we have a long-term plan that's great what do you guys have for your long-term plan uh I can't tell you right now because then everybody will try to do it and uh, it's a secret until we work out all the details. But like you said, sports are always nice to talk about, especially especially if the Vikings keep losing heartbreakers every week. Uh you can find <laughs> entertainment in the form of me ranting about my favorite football team, and then Matt's sitting over there sitting two and oh like a son of a bitch. So you're saying is you can't have Car- a long term can't have a long term plan when the Vikings can't win a game. Yeah, I, the, the long-term plan goes in effect when the Vikings win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's how it works. Deal. Um, <laughs> let's get to know Peyton just a little bit more, uh, just to set a base for all these crazy questions uh, we have planned for you. So you're from Bismarck, North Dakota, where we're here and we're from. You graduated from BHS. Uh, and then after that, where did you go to college and what did you major in? Uh, so I went to the University of Minnesota. Uh, I majored in business, kind of, I always had this issue with picking one thing, as you can kind of see the theme across it all. So I picked business because it was general, uh, later picked up construction management focus. Uh, my family is a material supplier distribution in the Dakotas. So they own a business, kind of grew up around that industry. 
Um, so then I became a project engineer and I was that for about inter I did intern that and then I did it for a while. And now I'm kind of this hybrid construction and technology technology innovation role. Um but yeah, that's that's a little background on me, I guess. It's a golden gopher. Our sports sucked at the time, so you know that Yeah, how why 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 are they Min- good now? Yeah, why Minnesota? Uh reciprocity, education, options, twin cities, metro area. I mean I wanted Use a lot of big words. <laughs> reciprocity is uh like you said e- ecocentric or something earlier. E- esoteric to Jordan. Esoteric. Yeah. It said sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> No, uh, reciprocity is a pretty common no term. Brains, no if you if you applied for college, you sh- most people know what reciprocity is, don't they? It's just like inner intuition, like intuition payment or cost. It's like sister. Oh, I thought it was like, I thought it was like when like they hire minorities <laughs> or something. It's like sister states. So like North Dakota and Minnesota, they like Minnesota recognizes it as an in-state payment instead. So it's like when there's a hostage in North Korea and we trade a North Korean exactly. for the hostage. Exactly. That's almost identical. Reciprocity. That's actually how that like really famous I just North, politicked. That famous North Korean girl got here. The one the one with the heavies on like Joe Rogan. Uh yeah, you- totally, man. I honestly have zero time to listen to other podcasts because really? no brains, no headache takes up all of my time. I mean, I listened to your episode with John before John came on. So uh, now obviously I DM'd you about it. So I thought you did a good job. And I'm glad you're podcasting. You got to understand, though, you got no brains, no headache here, especially Matt over yonder. Uh, you can't use big words. Otherwise, he gets confused and then. You know, he doesn't know what to do. He just acts out. He's got I pick beers. I pick up context clues, so I usually just nod and agree. If I'm agreeing with you, it means I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Pretty self-aware about that attitude, though. Oh, man. Like Blue's Clues. I'll start. Exactly. Yeah, except for when Steve left Blue's Clues. Let's, not... let's move on. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, man. Peyton... Shot out of a cannon. Halloween is right around the corner. So what is the most ridiculous Halloween costume you've ever worn? I honestly haven't gone too crazy. I was told I look like Conor McGregor. So I was that one year. Grew a beard out. Tatted up my entire chest. Um, I've been Flash. Or no, not Flash. uh, What's the kid from The Incredibles? Dash. dash, yeah, Dash. I was Dash. I slicked my hair back, wore like some tight, like red tights, and, and I kind of go for things that I, I look like. I don't, I don't know. What, what's the craziest thing you've worn? Yeah, Matt. What's the craziest thing you've worn? Last year I was a giraffe. Before that, I was a T Rex. That's hot, big into the animals. Yeah, hot rod costume. I have this like mascot quality dog costume. That is fantastic. It's super warm. So when it's a cold Halloween, I'm a dog. It's not cold. Not a dog. (laughs) But I had this banana costume for a while. And it was one of those weekends where like Halloween falls on like Monday. So it was like Friday and Saturday. People were kind of celebrating out at the bars. 
And I can't remember what I did Friday night, but <laughs> Saturday night, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a banana. I had this banana costume and I go grab it and it just reeks like cigarettes. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I like go up. I won't say the name's Preston, but uh, he was my roommate. And I was like, who wore the banana costume last night? And he was like, oh, that was me. And I was like, how many cigarettes did you smoke? It just reeked. Oh, man. And yeah. And so I put some Axe body spray on the banana suit and I uh, wore it out at Bucks the entire night. That so question was, banana suits are so basic. That question was way better suited for you than me. <laughs> My answer felt well, so Well, I thought weird. you'd be fun or something. Didn't, so actually, this is a really weird comment, but. A picture of you is on my mom's fridge. Wow. That's how I roll. From Joe coaching, there's a picture of Joe like trying to yell at you guys. Me and Adam, please. Put your hands in, and there's there's Peyton with his huge fro. Yeah. And back in the Capital City days. So how how did you connect that to Halloween? Dude. (laughs) I don't know. No brains. No brains. You could have a podcast about what goes on up here. No one would listen. Hey, that's that's (laughs) no comment. I was uh, Rex from Napoleon Dynamite, Rex Kondo. So that was pretty fun, I guess. Yeah, I don't remember what else I've been. I didn't. I haven't like it's been pretty modest as far as like, you know, just trying to fit what I think is a. what I look like. I don't haven't gone too crazy. I was a police officer with a thick mustache. So that that went over well in Minneapolis, I suppose. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Was that last year? Please tell me. Uh, Yeah, they actually, that was like (laughs) three years ago. Yeah. I got out of there pretty quick. (laughs) I actually just went over the local auto zone and burned it down. (laughs) <laughs> I was actually back in Bismarck during that whole thing. I was working from there. so And you burned down the auto zone in Bismarck? <laughs> yeah, they were like, what the fuck is... <laughs> is there a connection right now? Like, why the fuck? <laughs> it, it's like one of my... It's like attractive people drive Volkswagen Jettas. When riots happen, auto zones get burned down. I will die on that cross. Do attractive it's, people it's kinda like, drive... Jettas? I was gonna say it's kind of like hunting where they give out enough like you know tags they basically give out enough auto zones for for riots to be to be basically burnt down <laughs> actually that's a great analogy no watch out for the auto zones people <laughs> Matt just cracked his fourth beer we are on 17 minutes of this interview so every once in a while Matt just has an all-star performance. Uh, and he is having one today. Uh, we talked about it in our interview with John, but it's always a good place to get funny stories when you visit Las Vegas. So how was your trip down to the old Sin City this last summer? Oh, man. It was... Uh, I, I listened, and I'm happy John didn't tell any stories about me. Like, <laughs> last night, I was... I left the, so, you know, Connor lost and we started, we just continued to to rip it up and our flight was at like 6am the next day. So naturally Classic. we went to an after, we went to the win after party that Connor McGregor had 
and I don't remember a single thing. And all of a sudden I was gone from the group and, uh, John basically rounded up the, the John is like the caretaker for me through the entire set of college. So it's, it's a great, it's a great, uh, theme for that. But yeah, there was, there was all sorts of fun to be had down there. Um, money to be lost. Uh, the, the, you know, hate to see the way it ended, but it was, it was a great time and I'm, I'm happy I went down there and did it. You kind of get bit by the bug though. Cause you want to go more cause the UFC is like, like it's unreal. It's like you're in the, like the fucking Coliseum watching people fight to the death and you got a bunch of like drunk, like guys just like sitting around, like trying to fight each other in the crowd. It's just, it's, it's crazy. I think that'd be fun to do like a UFC event on like one of the smaller ones, like one of the fight nights where there's still 10 fights. It's just not as big a names, but I feel like you'd be like more intimate and closer. Right. I just use the word intimate when I'm describing two men beating the piss out of each other. So that's, that's a my vocabulary good, has grown. That's a good use of the word. Yeah. That's actually not bad use of. The word, have you ever been to like a UFC event before that? Or was that your first one? No, the, the really the only, no, I, I, that's the first one I've been to. I mean, I'm, I'm wrestling background. So of course I kind of like the MMA scene. I follow a lot of different fighters, but otherwise that's really the biggest thing I've been to. Like, I mean, it was, it was sweet just seeing all the celebrities. I mean, the only other time that I've seen that many celebrities, I went to, a bar stool party here when the Super Bowl was here. That was that was a good ass time. But I basically drained my entire bank account to go to the party, and I used a fit my fake ID to to buy the ticket without my. It wasn't even my name on the ticket. And yeah, that that's a whole another story. But <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we snuck up to the VIP, and that that was. That was how many years ago was the Super Bowl here in Minneapolis? Because I was like, I was twenty. I wasn't even twenty one. It's four years ago. Yeah. So, I we got in, and we all dropped substantial amount of money just for a ticket. While the girls got in for free, um, we snuck up to the top. My buddy's girlfriend got us in there, and we stole Dave Portnoy's uh, Grey Goose bottles, and took a shot with Jared Goff, and then. Uh, I got super drunk and pushed Julian Edelman and he shoved me back. Wow. And, uh, that's, that's basically it. I just tell people I got in a fight with Julian Edelman then, but that's way crazier than Vegas. Julian. What did Julian do to you to deserve a shove? Um, I asked him for a picture and he kind of like was an asshole about it. He was like, are you in barstool? And I was like, nah. And he's like, then fuck off. And, and he, so that, that, the Patriots were actually in the Super Bowl that year, but he had an ACL tear. But yeah, that was needless to say, if you have an opportunity to get into a room with a bunch of celebrities and cause ruckus, like do it. Cause it's like once in a lot. I mean, that's the best story I've ever heard. Yeah. That is pretty sweet shot with Jared Goff followed by a little tough tussle with, Julian Edelman, I mean, like that where, tops anything I've ever done. And like, where would you be in your life right now if you would have just cold clocked Julian Edelman? I think I could have taken him. Well, so 
I was, I was, <laughs> I, I have a picture right after it too. Cause golden Tate grabbed me. I'm, t- I'm like, I say this, like, it's like light, but this is actually, this is literally what, <laughs> this is so stupid that this happened. Like imagine 20 year old Peyton and <laughs> with a fucking Macy's turtleneck on, I have pictures I, I could share with you guys, but <laughs> who wears a goddamn turtleneck out i i was i looked like a- okay <laughs> I, I can respect that i might become a turtleneck guy <laughs> and i go and ask julian or whatever and he like it kind of starts into like a whatever he was walking out with a girl that's partially why he was trying to get out it was like 4 a.m at the the uh, lumber exchange but golden state grabs me yeah that guy fucks and he i was like i was like He's like, do you know who I am? And I'm like, yeah, you're Golden Tate. Can I at least get a picture with you? I mean, that sounds way more polished than the way I actually said it. But um, yes, and I got a picture with him uh, right down there and Ubered home, made it home or whatever. And yeah, it was, it was, again, recommend, 10 out of 10 recommend going to, even if it costs money or whatever, you can get in the VIP and took a risk there with the 20 probably shouldn't even say that it's probably illegal to even acknowledge but who cares i know didn't john there's, talk about his fake id and his yeah th- there's something called well one maybe when we make it big it'll come back to bite you but i like to call it the statue of limitations i don't really know what it is for crimes but Matt thinks it's like a physical statue. <laughs> yeah. Every state has a statue and there's limitations. So yeah, I'm you're gonna, fine. I'm going to turn Matt's microphone off just for the rest of the interview here, just for the sake of um, all of our futures. <laughs> Michael, you seem like no, you're, Peyton. you seem like you're the one reining it in a little bit. Is it just because uh, it's I midweek? Mean, or? I'm not, I'm not four beers deep in 20 minutes. So. That probably has something to do with it, but as host of the show, you got to take responsibility. Someone's got to steer and the ship, make sure, right? Yeah, you got to make sure the show moves along uh, smoothly, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do. That's an awesome story, Peyton. Honestly, probably one of the coolest stories we've heard on this podcast. I'm not even blowing smoke up your ass. Um, but one thing we did we this last summer we helped run social media and the country fest. And we have been to one of your favorite music festivals, uh, that being We Fest. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite anymore after eight years. Well, (laughs) I I went there for seven years and it was, it wore me down. But do you have any good stories off the top of your head or just overall thoughts on country music festivals? I got a good story about uh, John. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, uh, so the two years ago we went with uh, my girlfriend's family um, and extended family and my mom and it was like this big group of like nine or ten of us. We were staying at my cabin. Um, this extra context doesn't really matter, but we were sit- we were standing at the front of the the gate and we kind of my mom and my girlfriend's mom were sitting there and like they like kind of like waited a long time to get these spots. And this guy comes up and he's just trying to budge his way through. And um, I'm not going to name names, but one of the parents and John were standing there and were like, you're not getting through. Like they were like strong arming this guy to get through. And at this time, John's at his like peak, like John's lost like 35 pounds now. Like he is a beefy 290 at this point. He's got cut off sleeves. 
and he's just like massive. And this guy is like, he's like trying to budge his way through and he's like, you're not going to get through. And he like kind of grabs he or John called him a pussy ass bitch or something. And he grabs John <laughs> by the throat. So John's got two drinks in one hand. John grabs him by the, the throat, the other hand. And he just like kind of starts pushing him away. And he's like, he's like, get the fuck away. And then all of a sudden John headbutts the kid. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. It was so awesome because this kid was, a this guy was an absolute a-hole and John was actually like kind of sober. I mean, he was good because the, and this is another thing. Every time there's ever been a scuffle, John always gets picked and put kind of like in handcuffs or something or like, like because he's the biggest guy, everyone just thinks he's like the hothead big guy. And John like is very, very well-spoken. So everyone just is like, holy shit, like you're, you're fine. Like, cause the, the security came by and was like, John, like, like and he just like talked his way through and they're like, oh, this guy's like, not this you know, meathead, dumbass, essentially. But there's all sorts of stories like that. You you guys know, you've been to WeFest. People get into to random stuff. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, you know, people bring home like chemistry, home like, like firecracker bomb type things and explode, you know. I don't know. That, that, that place is a third world country for a week. That's yeah. actually, that's a great, representation of of we fest uh i had a friend that was taking a dump in a porta potty and the two porta potties that were next to him got set on fire <laughs> and then he didn't even notice it he just like came out and the other two were just on fire yeah it's it's bad and you know to to say the like honestly i've i've been like i went to south africa and like it's nicer. It's like nice there. Like it's like we fest is just like demoralizing and yeah, it's completely different world. I, <laughs> I can't believe it even exists, honestly. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I went there for seven total years and I was only legal age 21 plus one of those times. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time for sure. I know there's one time, one of, um, our buddies, you probably know him, uh, but he was wearing a cop costume and then ended up in the back of a cop car with handcuffs on. And the cops just kind of like left, you know, him there and probably just wanted to put him in a little bit of a timeout or whatever. And he ends up kicking out the back window and getting out of the cop car. I so, think I know uh, who that is. I feel yeah, bad. I keep yeah, telling yeah, you stories. Probably... I keep name dropping John here. But. Well, he's already come on the podcast, so you know, non-disclosure agreement doesn't really exist in that. We're transparent, case, but we all, we all, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I but, good times. I mean, we never hold anything back from our listeners. That's just our motto. So we're not going to start now. <laughs> uh, but awesome stories. We got to learn about your time in Vegas, uh, your time in college, getting into a little tussle with julian edelman but peyton just got one more final question for you uh we always like to promote our guests because they are doing great things with their lives so uh like you're doing podcasting i think that's awesome so where can our listeners find the podcast on social media and where can they listen yeah so it's uh the special generalist um 
it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the whole kind of stack of podcasts, um, programs, and then also YouTube. I'm on Facebook as well. I try to take out little clips and use them as promotions, kind of like, kind of like selling, uh, if I were to have a book, I'd sell it by the sentence so that there's a little bit of interest for everyone, kind of give give people a, a little easy access into kind of maybe what, what I talk about. Um, you can kind of scroll through the different uh, topics that we kind of touch on in different podcasts if you don't want to listen to the full thing. Um, I think that that is kind of a cool way to, to get the content as well. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, again, that's kind of more of just the general branding of, of the special generalists. I'm trying to kind of create a a again group community whatever you want to say of of an audience uh for people that are interested in kind of doing different career development um i'll try to bring in uh people i find that are like experts in different areas and then try to kind of create some sort of like tool set curriculum for them to to kind of get their feet wet recommend even like simple books like um uh, investment books or or you know rich dad poor dad simple simple books that anyone can read um to start out with if they're interested in broadening themselves a little bit. So yeah, you can also follow me. I'm just a normal average guy that kind of has a lot of interests and in, in trying to have a creative outlet outlet to say the least. So yeah. Yeah. Follow Peyton. I DM'd him via LinkedIn once and I never thought I'd be doing that. So yeah, I thought you, you were never super know professional. When you... I, you're, yeah, I, no, that's, Michael, I see I see a little you. entrepreneur flair in you. I see it. Well, I I am currently running three businesses that I've started in the last calendar year. So Heck yeah. you are not wrong in that assumption. Peyton, thank you so much for coming on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Welcome back to the Dugout Studio for Cleary's comments here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. This is the segment where we banter about random things. First of all, Matthew, welcome, and how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm good. Good. Thank you for having me. You are always welcome to be on your own show. Uh, We're coming off a crazy weekend. We'll talk about NFL in a minute, but I had a family wedding I was in. It was my brother's wedding. I was the best man, so... Shout out and congratulations to Tyler and Shay on their marriage. Matthew was kind enough to be there and record the best man speech and also bring me the Kong beer bong. You can buy one of those, link in our bio, check them out. Can cooler and beer bong all in one. But the wedding was a blast. I mean, you've been in a wedding before. I know your last one was a little different due to certain circumstances. But when you're in that full-on wedding party... It's a long day. It's exhausting. Then we had a two-hour party bus, which was freaking awesome, after a hour-long Catholic ceremony. So you know you need drinks after that. It's just, I was so hot in there. I was sweating my bag off. So ready for the party bus and the drinks. It was a blast. Uh, being the best man, pretty awesome. Didn't buy a drink all night, mainly because I forgot my wallet in my car at the church, but I didn't buy a drink all night. You know, the ladies loved it. I loved it. We had a good time. What did you think of the wedding, or do you remember? Okay, I didn't get that drunk first off. <laughs> Debatable. Second off, your best man speech, well done. I Yeah, I just, 
I mean, I'm not fishing for a compliment here, but, like, what did you like about it? I honestly put it together, like, the day of, and, like, I would take five minutes here, five minutes there, and jot some shit down. You you, you got everything that you needed in a good best man speech. You got the funny part, also your brother Tyler, absolute degenerate in junior high school from the stories you told. Yeah. <laughs> and you somehow managed to turn Steve Job into a verb. Yeah, did you like the Steve yeah, Jobs he quote? Steve Jobbed himself. Yeah, it ended up working uh, for me, but <laughs> and yeah, it had some emotions. It was good. Got uh, the whole family involved in on it. Great speech. Also, okay, I don't, I don't know if this is a power move or not, but you had the red eye room. I don't know. It's either a great move. It was in your room. Okay, let's talk about the red eye room. I'm glad you brought that up. That is a great discussion to have. We're in Bismarck, North Dakota. A lot of North Dakota weddings, Germans, Norwegians, Scandinavian, that's our roots around here. So we have what we call a red-eye room, and red-eye is just homemade swill, you know, it's just homemade booze. It tastes like uh, cherries, or at least that's what we had. We also had apple pie, uh, not the actual pie, apple pie the drink. We had root beer schnapps. We had creamsicle. So in North Dakota or these weddings, because I know this isn't very popular. Like, people are like, what the fuck's a red-eye room? I'm about to tell you. It's just a room that you get at the hotel or wherever you're at, um, and you just have free booze in there and homemade booze with a bunch of shot glasses. So, yeah, that's what we did. It was located, like, right around the corner from where the venue was in the hotel, so that's awesome. And, yeah, basically what happened is my brother uh, booked the room for the Red Eye Room and then approached me and was like, hey, I don't know if you got a hotel room but if you want, you can sleep in the red-eye room, you know, at the end of the night, kick everybody out, and I didn't have to pay for it, so I was like, hell yeah, I'll definitely do that. I also definitely got used to the smell of booze because the next day, like, family was coming in and out to grab coolers and stuff that they kept in there, and they're like, it reeks like booze in here, and I'm like, I have no idea, but... Yeah, that's me. Oh, dude, I... I got. I don't know. I got fucking wasted last night. Yeah, that's, you were ha- you were having a good time. That's for sure. How could you tell? Um. <laughs> well, you called me and you're like, "Hey, buddy," and I was like, "Well, it's uh five thirty and Jordan's wasted." So, and then I went and dropped off the Kong beer bong. I thought you guys had already ate, and you're like, "Oh no, we're just sitting down to eat." And I like just ate, and I'm like, "Well." There's not really, like, anyone that I know that's sitting around here with an open spot. So I'm like, I'm going to go grab a beer in the bar. Talking to the bartender, that bar has free chicken wings Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 at happy hour if you buy one beer. I think I knew that. We should definitely hit yeah. that up. I love chicken wings. So, oh, yeah, it was a, it was a blast. I uh, don't tell anyone, but I had a beer before the ceremony, and that's just highly frowned upon apparently. But I go and grab a beer out of the cooler, dude. And I'm like, I've only had my tux on for maybe a half hour at this point. There's still about an hour or two until the wedding. So I'm like, I'm having a beer. I feel like shit because I got drunk at the bucking battle the night before. Good time. And I'm like, I just need a beer and maybe some McDonald's and I'll be feeling 100. So I grab a beer for me and a buddy. I fumble it in the parking lot, hole punctured, and it sprays right at me. So I am now doused with a nice coat of beer, and we got warned to not be smelling like booze or being under the influence of anything but love and joy uh, before the wedding. So 
I escaped that one, but... That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Also, everyone donates to the Catholic Church. How can they not afford air conditioning? It's called a piece of gum, okay? It took care of all the problems. I didn't get in trouble. And they serve wine. Great ceremony. Had a great time. Weddings are fun. That's more of the story. You know, the speech was kind of hard to write, kind of hard to read. I had a hard time with my literacy. Let's just say that. Well, I found out this week that I am very illiterate. Thank you for <laughs> you setting up. You just found that out? Setting up that transition was dynamite. Because <laughs> usually it's like, speaking of murder, I can't spell. But. I'm more surprised you just found out you're an illiterate. Um, I was trying to spell the word consistently. And I spelt it so wrong that the only recommendation for it was Constantinople. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. When, uh, That's a town is, in Turkey. Yeah, you know you fucked up a word when you know spell check is just offering a completely different word you were not going for, or, or it says like not like no suggestions available. You're like, okay, I got to find a different word that means this. Yeah, the, uh, the vocabulary is tough sometimes. Or, Always trying to expand it. Yeah, but I or I learn a new word and I just don't use it right. Then we should have a spelling bee. <laughs> that would be the lamest thing of all time. No, but like if you get the word wrong, like have you ever been in a spelling kicked bee? in the dick or something? <laughs> all right, you gotta take this hot sauce bottle and just spray a bunch in your eyes. Yeah. Uh, have you been in a spelling bee? I don't think we never had spelling bees growing up. We had we? one in the fifth grade, and I remember my did fir- we did my, we though my first round word was frankfurter. Like, what is a frankfurter? I don't know. I think Isn't it's a that hu- the capital of Kentucky? No, it's a hot dog. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't spell it. And then Dave Neff, that sack of shit, just spells it right, and I get kicked out. I do not remember the spelling bee, so I probably didn't do so well if I don't remember it. <laughs> I do remember being in a geography bee. And yeah, making, you, were, you were good at that. And making you? the finals in our class. Not any sort of finals beyond that, but I made the finals in our class. You know, I've studied a map or two in my day. No spelling bee. No geography B. Um, doesn't really matter when and where the Minnesota Vikings play on the map because they fucking suck. Uh, the Vikings, if you don't live under a rock, you know that they lost for the second straight week, starting off 2021 uh, 0-2. Now, that's not a good start. Usually don't make the playoffs when you go 0-2, and, and I don't think the 17-game schedule is going to matter in this. It's just, it's really sad. The Vikings are 0-2. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we got your Carolina Panthers, who are fucking 2-0. Yeah, just like you predicted, right? Sam Darnold, MVP. I, I'm actually having a good conversation with Aaron Hodges about this. Well, not really a conversation. I messaged him. He messaged me back, and that's where it ended. But Great. I said Sam Darnold MVP, and he said, yeah, you were right. He has the same odds as Matt Ryan right now, plus 8,000. Get on that. Nice. I'm going to go into your parents' purse. You grab $40 out. You buy a Kong beer bong using our link, and then you put $10 on Sam Darnold to win the MVP. That nets you. The Kong is a good investment in itself because you look super badass. On top of that, you made $10 into $800. Yeah. Is that the math correct there? Yep. So if you were to do $100, you would win 8000 We are just 
breaking barriers within the math community. Hey, I found a buffalo nickel. You could bet a buffalo nickel on it if you want. I mean, what's the payout if you bet a nickel on it? <laughs> uh, Let's start doing that math. Um, No, the Vikings. 40 bucks. Yeah, no, the... The Panthers are 2-0, which makes the podcast... This makes me kind of happy and pants. Then we have the Minnesota Vikings, who are 0-2. That makes me kind of sad and pants. (laughs) (laughs) So as a pododcast, we're 2-2, not a good thing. The Vikings could go 0-2-15. The Lions, twice, but... That's the thing, though, is the amount of unluckiness. You get devastating losses like this once, maybe twice in a year, but to have them in the first two weeks is unprecedented. Well, and I I am not seeing the board very clearly, not only in gambling, but just like my judgment on these football teams, my judgment on these football players, my fucking fantasy team sucks, and I'm just having a rough go at it through two weeks I have no idea what to expect, but the outlook isn't looking great. My gambling sucks ass. I have yet to win a bet this year that wasn't accidentally put in. So I did Cardinals minus three and a half for a parlay with another bet. That obviously didn't hit. Uh, I did Saints minus three. After beating the fucking Packers 38 to three, I thought they could at least beat the Panthers by like four points. That didn't hit, obviously, because the Panthers won. So now I have two parlays done for the day. I take the over in the Chargers-Cowboys game. They can't figure out how to score a goddamn touchdown. Do not take my gambling advice. Here, check out our Twitter page, at NBNH Podcast. I'm going to start tweeting my weekly picks. Sunday morning, check it out. What you're going to want to do with that information is do the exact opposite (laughs) of those picks. Me and Matt are literally giving you guys ideas on how to make money. Make your money work for you. Sam Darnold, MVP, you're $800 richer after you stole that money out of your parents' wallet. And then go to our Twitter page. Put a million dollars on every bet that I say is going to hit on the opposite. And you will be very rich at this point. Matt's having a couple drinks. Somebody has to. I had a rough weekend. I'm not going to do it. I, I want to I say a couple things. First off, last night, going to that Chiefs-Ravens game, I text Denko Andy, and I say, hey, Chiefs are going to win by 2,000 points. Bet all your money on there. I'm like, I'm not betting any money on it. And he's like, I already got them at minus 3.5. I'm like, well, they're going to win by a million, so that's a safe bet. I'm like, also grab the under. Also Ten- grab the under. <laughs> Ten minutes later, it is... Three minutes into the game, and the score is 14-7. The under was, like, out of out of reach within three minutes into the game. It was just like, okay, it's not going to hit. I am historically shitty at betting. Dude, what did I just say for, like, the last four minutes? I am historically shitty at betting. Well, also, when you say you're bad at fantasy, you're not. Because the NBNH fantasy team is riding a high. I'm cheering these guys on. Alvin Kamara laid an egg, but we still just rode a couple big performances from the guys. Cooper Cup could be MVP, perhaps. Mike Evans, 22 points. We are 2-0, and and we're riding high. 
No, we're just riding off of great matchups because we seem to play a terrible team every week. Oh, it's going to happen the entire year. Yeah, we're just going to have like the sixth most points, but just be undefeated <laughs> for some reason and just everyone in the league. Maybe that will drive everyone in the league to like quit by the end of the year so we can just ride easy to the championship, win it, get a little return on investment. We're doing a cash league on Yahoo as a podcast. We're trying to make money ourselves, okay? It's all about that. You got to have your financial freedom and the NBNH fantasy team, you know, they came to play. I can tell you that I'm not getting a good return on investment on my house. Uh, Wait, real quick. Hound Dogs, my fantasy baseball team, we're in the championship. So, Hound Dogs, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I get a text from Jordan as I'm coaching the youth of America. And he says, your bathroom is flooded. I don't know. And I was like, fuck, first off. Great. And I come over, Jordan's in the stooge, and uh, I look in my bathroom, it is indeed flooded. There's about an inch of water on the ground, <laughs> and uh, uh, silver lining, I guess, is it wasn't shit water. Um, smelled like it. Yeah, it smelled like freaking Grandpa Joe's feet in Willy Wonka. I was just, I was concerned about, because we have a wall in between the studio and that bathroom, obviously, they share a wall, and I was like... Please don't be on this other side of the wall. We have a gigantic television we use for interviews. We have our mini fridge. Very important. We keep our drinks cold in there. Six pack of soda. You know, whatever you want to keep cold, that's what we keep in there. I'm just glad we didn't have any more damage. Or It, it actually wasn't that bad, though. No. The, well, the thing that sucked is that I had just washed all my towels and they were underneath the sink that flooded uh, so they were all wet already so i'm like fuck would i w wash this and i went to menards yeah actually i don't want to say the store i was at we'll just call it menards <laughs> the worst goddamn employees on the planet i'm like i need like some like flex seal or something that could like seal something up because i didn't know what was going on these guys oh yeah grab this this will work for you and it was like sealer around a bathtub and i was like Great, thanks. I'm just going to spend the six bucks on this and throw it in the garbage when I get home because I'm too nice of a guy. Bought some shitty towels. Yeah, you should have just bought rags. I don't know. I yeah. text Matt to tell him his thing's flooded, and he's like, where is it leaking? I'll grab some Flex Seal. I don't know. I You must fall for those commercials because Flex Seal does not work. It's terrible. They shot a cannonball through that boat, and then they filled it up, and it floated like no problem. Yeah, well, Flex Seal did not fix that problem, but hey, at least we survived, okay? Well, I got through that, and then I go to go to bed after just a shit night. Practice, every kid was actively trying to murder me again. It was just a terrible day at work. I was like, get me through this day, and I flip the room light on, and I just hear a poof. What do you mean? Oh, did your light go out? Yeah, and but it broke the light bulb. Like it cracked. And then so I'm like, ah, shit. Well, I grab some light bulbs. And I go up there and I put new new light bulbs in it. Like, it literally like blew up. And now the light just doesn't work at all. Yeah, well, that's home ownership for you. Uh, let's talk about one of my favorite TV shows. It's finally coming back. We have Survivor. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know I absolutely love Survivor. They had to take, like... It feels like three years off, but I think it's like about two, two and a half years, you know, COVID, all that stuff going on. Kind of hard to get 
26 castaways down to an island, plus the whole crew. I mean, there's so many people involved. Uh, just didn't really work out with the pandemic. But now airing the same day as this episode will come out, actually. I believe it's September 22nd, Wednesday's CBS Survivor Season 41 is coming back. Dude, I am so excited. Like, Survivor is one of those shows that I think I've watched every season at least once. I've watched several of them twice. Have you ever watched Survivor? No, but I'll start. It's uh, I, I have. Can, can I start this season and will I be completely lost? Do I need to watch all the other seasons? I mean, so it's season 41. So obviously uh, they did two a year. So, you know, for 20 years there, the game slowly evolved. And I mean, Survivor just started as like uh, season one, Richard Hatch, turn of the century, right after the Super Bowl. You watched it. You checked it out. The game has evolved and advanced like so much that you could probably pick up on um, like the new strategies and like how things work. However, if you're like you know a super fan, as they call it, like you understand that there's so many different little intricacies, intricacies, strategies going on in Survivor, the social game, the physical game. Like, you don't want to be too much of a threat, but you also don't want you want to be able to, like, carry your weight. It's such a hard balance. And Jeff Probst, host of the show, I watched a video earlier, uh, you know, jog the memory, get my whistle wet a little bit. He said that this will be the hardest season ever. Uh, he even said it's going to be dangerous, probably, just because, you know, these people are out on an island, basically. Uh, they're not getting a whole lot of food or really nutrients or taking part in physical and mental, uh, you know, competition like every other day. So it's going to be awesome. Survivor season 41, definitely check it out. But yeah, watch, watch some older ones like season 30 or later. Um, well, I would watch it just because then we could have a fresh perspective on it. Someone that's an idiot like me be like, why are they doing this? And then after yeah. 15 minutes, Jordan's like, I'm going to go watch this at my house. Yeah. And no. leaves. Well, I don't know. It's just a, it's just an awesome show, and uh, I definitely want to be on it someday. And I've said this before: if I ever start like another podcast, maybe just like a solo podcast, or maybe somebody else is like super interested in it, I want it to be penciled down to the specific Survivor-related podcast. I mean, me and you, we talk about pop culture and sports with a twist of comedy and being really dumb. So it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's like generalized, but I think No Brains, No Headache has, uh, we've built our brand and we kind of have our style of things. I think a more specific and focused podcast, if I ever did one, it would be Survivor for sure. I think I could, I think I could dominate that and probably just start at season one and just do 40 seasons yeah, you, of podcast and then have no time en- to do anything else. Endless content. You go one episode a week, you're good for 55 years. I mean, it's such a long-running show that you watch those early seasons, you know, season one through five, I would say. It's like a hit of nostalgia. Oh, it's Just one, of, one of those shows wearing, where, yeah. The or, camera, uh, like, you know, the quality of the cameras, it's not as good. Like, like the bad challenges that they had as they're learning as a show, and, like, they had to learn on the fly of how to make the show, you know, good and competitive and compelling, so yeah, it's just evolved so much, and it's it's a staple. I mean, you think of long time running competition reality shows, whatever you want to call it. Survivors, you know, it's right up there. Okay, well, I want to get into a couple things that are happening in 
and around the United States. Okay. Uh, we're going to go up to Michigan, and uh, uh, Dad is suing the school district for a million dollars for a teacher cutting his daughter's hair. Was this did this would come out a while back where they just absolutely butchered her hair and then like he's no like, it was what like the hell is going it on? was like a well it came out like a week ago I, it may have happened a while ago but when I saw it so what had happened is the dad took his daughter in to get a haircut the haircut lady fucked up and just made this lopsided piece of shit haircut the teacher was like I'll even it out okay and evens out. The kid's haircut. Okay. I'm following you so far. And then the dad comes and says, why did you cut my daughter's hair? I'm suing the school district. So not only is the teacher getting sued, but the librarian and a student assistant who knew about her cutting the child's hair are also getting sued. Oh, great. So you're telling me that this guy's trying to get a million dollars from the school district, but I know there's definitely like sexual assault cases that settled for like 80 grand. Are you telling me that this child's hair is more important than that? It's it's the dumbest lawsuit of all time. It's hair, it grows back. I've cut my own hair before. I know my mom was pissed. But every child does it. Get over yourself. The teacher was trying to do a good thing. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Uh, you know, I don't have kids, so I can't really speak from experience. But it just seems like some parents are just fucking psycho. And I don't know. It's it's sad that you see a chance to get like an easy buck, and it's like, oh, let's sue him for one million dollars. <laughs> it's like. Come up with a decent number. This is not yeah. Austin Powers. Just $1 million. Like, what is that going to get you? A bunch of scratch-offs and a bunch of cocaine, and then you end up in jail and your daughter gets put in the foster system? I've seen it a hundred times. It could be tough, tough look out there. Uh, you know, just tough all around. Uh, poor teachers, man. Teachers are just taking a beating. I mean, trying to teach over the pandemic. They didn't get paid a goddamn cent. And now they get sued when they try to fix a little girl's hair. They're trying to help out. Whatever. Get over yourself, Dad. You're not getting the million dollars. You're not getting it. That's just the fact. I uh, kind of another tough story I want to talk about. I actually had this Cleary's comment uh, weeks ago, but Matt and I limit ourselves to only so many. Uh, so I keistered this story, or at least my Cleary's comment, I should say, and then now this whole Gabby Petito thing happened. So I guess it's my cue from the universe to share. Uh, obviously, Gabby Petito, she was YouTube star, Instagram influencer, all this stuff online. And she lives in a van. And I guess, to me, van life is just odd and unique. And I live in a van down by the river. So she goes missing. The timeline is super fucked. If you want a really good video, I would go to Barstool Sports on Instagram. KFC did an awesome video. Um, I'm just saying it's a really good video of like the timeline of things happen and just how messed up this whole situation is. But I guess my, you know, what I'm trying to figure out is we always, as a society, make fun of Floridans, people from Florida 
for being super fucking weird and odd and just like doing crazy shit. And then this happens, which is super weird, but people are surprised. I mean, let's not forget the fact that these people are from Florida. What's going on down in Florida where a 22-year-old girl is missing for 10 days and, oh, let's just not say anything about it. Let's let our son go on a fucking nature hike down in some reserve when we know that his girlfriend's missing and the fucking cops are after him. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it's Florida, so it may it's not as surprising as it would be elsewhere. What do you think? Well, I just want to give our our listeners a little little bit of a backstory on it. So they like nine thousand foot view here. Uh, Gabby and Brian, her fiance at the time, travel from Florida, Florida. and they're doing this kind of YouTube vlog thing across the United States. Um, driving in a van and Brian shows up back at home and Gabby's not there and no one Brian won't talk to Gabby's parents you didn't even tell her that she wasn't back or anything they, yeah there was literally a 10 day gap or more but there's 10 days for sure where Brian was back in Florida and she was missing and then, but nobody knew about it, not the cops yet or anything. And then, like you said, they were like, yeah, um, Brian just said he's going to go on a nature walk. Well, you're the only person that has been seen with her in the last, like, month. So you already had the FBI come to your doorstep and you handed them a paper statement that said, talk to my lawyers, I ain't saying shit. And then his parents say the last time they saw him, he was putting on his hiking boots and had his hiking backpack. Hey, maybe hang out in the basement for a few days. Uh, you fucking murderer, because you're not going on a nature hike. We all know you're trying to flee the country. These parents need to be fucking liable, too, I think. It's just ridiculous. Well, if not liable legally, they should just be kicked in the dick for being bad parents. Well, and I think that's what this whole thing is of, like, the lawyer statement and the way he's playing it from his angle is that those other people involved can't get in any trouble. I think he just knows he's fucked and he's just like, all right, let's go about it the lawyer route and try to get minimum sentencing because I definitely murdered her. Well, from you, you look at the timeline point. too, and they're like, okay, we don't. There was a another YouTuber that had a video of their van. Yeah. And so that's where they started looking for her body because it was like needle in a haystack. They're like, we can't find Gabby. Well, she, he could, she could have been anywhere. Oh. In uh, the United uh, States, yeah, base, but ideally from Wyoming down to Florida. Whatever yeah. route he took home, she could have been anywhere in that and, area. And so they were like, oh, there was their van. Let's start looking there. And then they find a body. And they don't say that it's Gabby yet. So there's people who are like, they don't know if it's Gabby yet. Okay. Let me just put the facts together here. You find their van, and within... A quarter mile, you find her body. You don't just find bodies in national parks. Yeah, it's, it's not like people are just hucking themselves into the Grand Canyon. R.I.P. Brad's uncle who died that way, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it's like, oh, you don't know it's her. Okay, well, it matches the description, they said, and they found it in the same time. Like, if that is not her, the amount of coincidences that would need to happen is staggering. Well, I think you and I and probably all of our listeners are all in the same boat, as well as KFC from Barstool with his video. We're all like, this is so weird and fucked up. Like, why is this happening the way it is happening? 
I just I don't understand it. It's crazy. It's gonna be wild to watch what happened. Sorry to Gabby's family. I mean that sucks and it's so unfortunate. But I was talking to you earlier about it. Red flags left and right. As you get to know these people, red flags left and right. Well, we like yeah, it's it's absolutely that way. It's it's the law. We don't understand it. I continue. But I the reason this came up originally, my original Cleary's comment, I had it keistered and then this happened. So I've found some people people who live in RVs full time, not even a van, like a fifth wheel gigantic RV. Yeah, it's actually pretty large inside, probably has multiple bedrooms, living room, kitchen area. Probably doesn't flood like my piece of shit house. <laughs> Got a bathroom in there that probably doesn't flood. But they live in RVs full time and their lifestyle doesn't fit it. I found this family. I was just scrolling Instagram one day, went down a rabbit hole, found this family. I don't get how they live there and they can afford a normal house. It bothers me. This family, full-time, year-round, it's a husband, a wife, a young child, a dog, and two cats living in an RV. And the best part, they have twins on the way. What is the matter with these people? It seems so stressful and unnecessary like, I'm all for adventure, I'm all for freedom, and all that stuff, but my God, you have one kid, and you're on your way to three with twins coming, with multiple animals. Move out of the KOA already and into a goddamn house. Go camping for like seven days at a time tops. I'm not against camping because I love it myself, but I'm also a single, self-employed 27-year-old. If I want to live in a van or a fucking RV... It would be somewhat of a head-scratcher, but I think that would be more understanding than a husband and a wife with a kid with twins on the way with a dog and two goddamn cats. Don't put your kids through that. That is ridiculous. I just, I don't know. I don't judge people on what they do, but I can tell you I judge these people. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you know this about kids, but if you're homeschooled, you're fucking weirdo. Well, and, like, they, they move around because they can only stay in, like, campsites, certain ones. They have rules on, like, how long you can stay there and stuff. So they're just, like, constantly going from one campsite to the next. And, like, this lady's pregnant, and then her husband, like, has a, a full-time job that he like, physically has to go to. So they can only, like, camp, like, certain spots around there. I don't get it. I move into a house. Or get Wi-Fi and work remotely in your RV. No, no, my whole message here is don't live in a goddamn RV like year-round when you have little kids and more little kids coming. Yeah, well, my whole message... Oh, honey, I'm going into labor. Let's hook up the fifth wheel and close down the (laughs) camper really quick. It only takes 45 minutes. You should be good. Do we have both cats? Yeah, I just... I don't get it. And this whole Gabby Petito van life, living in an RV, I think that's a red flag as is, so... That's all I'm going to say. You know, whatever. Do your thing. More Moral of the story. Okay. If you're homeschooled, you're weird. Do, if you're RV schooled, weirder. Yeah. So, okay. Do me a favor here. If you're listening to this podcast, close your eyes. Go back to your high school. Figure out which kids were homeschooled before they came into high school. Yep. They are the weirdest kids in your class. Guaranteed. Offense to anyone that is homeschooled. <laughs> Not trying to hide anything. You're weird. No brains, no head of guarantee. I uh, been coaching golf and uh, had a little bit of a weird start to a practice the other day. Okay, uh, the law came up. I had talked about this TikTok trend where uh, 
people are at high schools and junior highs and they post videos of them stealing items. And so one of the kids goes, this girl got a misdemeanor. And they're like, well, what, what does that mean? I'm like, it's not as bad as a felony. And so for the first 15 minutes of practice, kids were naming out random crimes. And I was telling them if it was a felony or a misdemeanor. Great. Kind of got to the head of things when one of the kids goes, hey, was that quadruple homicide over in Mandan a misdemeanor? And I was like, you know what? Let's start practice. On the line. (laughs) Yeah. If I I could. I'm telling you, you got to make your golfers run. (laughs) I used to. It just doesn't get them to go and they enjoy it. That's fine. Go run to the hole and back on the line. Do you have a whistle as a golf coach? I should. You want to borrow mine? Kids are, no, that's my whistle from refing hockey. Or, uh, no, I definitely stole that whistle from not you. So, Oh, maybe mine's still in my car then. I have one from refing soccer. Oh, that's my whistle. Don't touch it, please. No, I have one out in my car. I'll bring it too. So we'll both have whistles. And Can I come to your golf practice and just whistle in their backswings? Yeah, you'd be like Herb Brooks. <laughs> Should I just do like the jackass skit where I'm just hiding in the trees with an air horn? It's not going to make them any worse, to be honest. Yeah, I bet they're pretty terrible. Time for the Olympics this week, the ranking game we play here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. This week, we're going with the Olympics of Guilty Pleasure songs. The music that you like, but nobody else does. That's what we're going to talk about. How the Olympics works is, first of all, it's open for interpretation, So we can really do whatever we want. We can classify any song we want as a guilty pleasure song. We also encourage you to make your own podiums. We'll have details on that later. But every week we pick a topic such as guilty pleasure songs. Then we work in descending order, starting with gold, silver, bronze, into lost in the medal round. Honorable mention and DQs are always optional. And you can vote on these. We'll have that on our Twitter and Instagram pages at NBNH Podcast. Rules state Matt and I cannot have the same picks. Rules also state the loser from the prior week goes first. Matt, who won the Olympics last week? I actually won it again, so it's two weeks in a row. Matt is on a heater. He won the Olympics of TLC shows. That's in episode 69. Feel free to check it out. We've been doing Olympics for a while, so we have all sorts of content if you enjoy this show. But let's get into the Olympics of Guilty Pleasure songs. I will go first right into my gold selection. And I am going to go with Love Shack by the B-52s. I would say this is definitely a guilty pleasure because I'm sure lots of people do not like this song. Um, I could be wrong there, but I love jamming out to Love Shack. It's way too much. It's way overplayed on the radio. Uh, plus, the B-52s are an interesting group. I would say somewhat weird, but definitely interesting. And I, I really only like two of their songs. So I got to go with Love Shack, the B-52s for my gold. My do, gold? Do you know what that song is? Yeah. Okay. Love Shack. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure you know what I was talking about. So my gold's kind of on the same line because I only like two of their songs. And one of them is Hold the Line. The other one is Africa by Toto. Is that your gold selection? Yes. My gold selection, Africa by Toto. I think that's a song that comes on and it it hits 
all day, every day when I listen to it. Yeah, right before we started recording, Matt was having a hard time defining guilty pleasure, and I said, hey, it's open for interpretation, so fuck it. Uh, I love Africa by Toto, so maybe it's just a pleasure song. But it's, hey, it's your podium, so before interpretation, I'm not going to judge you in front of your face. I'm going to judge you later behind your back to other people the way I like to do it. So. And, and then do it to my face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to, yeah. yeah. We're, we're your friends. <laughs> we're going to say it to your face. All right, we got Love Shack, B-52s. We got Africa, Reigns in Africa by Toto for a gold pick of the Olympics of Guilty Pleasure songs. So far, so good. On to the silver medal round. My silver medal selection has got to be Ants Marching by Dave Matthews Band. No hits, deep tracks only. Okay. Gotta love the deep tracks only. I said deep tracks only. I mean, as I make fun of your Africa pick, I mean, one could argue that Ants Marching is like one of the better Dave Matthews Band songs, but my whole reasoning behind picking this is, although DMB is very popular, I think people either like it or they hate it, and there's really no in-between. So the people who don't like Dave Matthews Band probably don't like Ants Marching, therefore making it a guilty pleasure song, and thus is my silver medal selection. Uh, you knew this was coming up on my silver medal. It's a Justin Bieber song. We're going with Eeny Meeny featuring Sean Kingston. I have no idea what that song is. They get the Eeny Meeny out of over. Yeah, that's definitely a guilty pleasure song because I feel like I hate it. Yep. Matt had to go with his boy Biebs on the old list. How many more Bieber songs? Is the rest of your podium just Bieber songs? There was three or four of them that I was going to put on here, but I narrowed down to one. You just had to kind of peel it back a little bit, pace yourself. We've got the Olympics of guilty pleasure songs. We're through gold. We're through silver. I think Matt and I got some pretty even podiums so far. Remember... You can vote on these. Check out our Twitter and Instagram pages at NBNH Podcast. It'll be in the story. It'll be on Twitter. Uh, There you can give us what your opinion is. And we encourage you to make your podiums as well. Let's get on to the bronze round selection. My bronze medal guilty pleasure song is going to be Zombie by the Cranberries. I haven't gotten a reaction from Matt yet. That tells me I've yet to steal one of his selections. But I got to go with Zombie by the Cranberries. I think maybe a lot of people like it, but it's definitely one of those where you're just like, oh my God, turn this thing off, or oh my God, turn this thing up. Zombie. Eh, eh. I mean, everybody knows it. The Cranberries, uh, did they have other popular songs? I don't really know the Cranberries very well. I know they sing Zombie, but I don't know what else they have. So that's going to be my bronze selection. Like, it could be a little higher, but I think more people like that one compared to my other selections. Are you a zombie fan? That's a good pick. I, I like it, but I feel like every other time I turn it on, someone's like, turn something else on. Yeah. No, I get it. Hasn't, I, hasn't there been multiple people who've done zombie? Isn't it nine, yes. nine Inch Nails? Or? Yeah, I think they did it. Okay. Um, With my my bronze pick i'm I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place here but i'm gonna go with down under by men at work yeah see i love that song but i've definitely been in places like my work where i'm just like i come from a land down under and they're like shut the hell up i'm like all right 
hey, open for interpretation, people. I don't know if I can stress that enough. We're going to Zombie by the Cranberries and Down Under by Men at Work with our bronze selections. I think those are both evenly matched given the position they have made it onto our podiums. So that's why I like this. I like good competition between me and you. Uh, I used to care a lot about winning Olympics every week, but at this point I have bigger fish to fry, so it's kind of whatever. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to give it my all. That doesn't mean I'm not going to give 125%, okay? So on to the lost in the medal round. You know, didn't quite make it, but hey, let's still give him a little shout out. I'm right there with you, man. I'm in between a rock and a hard place. I said, write down a few extras right before, and then Matt and I started just having a bunch of songs flood into our head. However, I'm going to have to go with What's My Age Again by Blink182. Um, I don't, I put this one lower on my list because I, I do think, you know, if you were to ask 100 random people if they like the song, I think more than 50% would say yes. Uh, but I just love it. Blink-182 is great. Every time I hear this song, it gives me a big, fat hit of nostalgia. And, of course, makes me think of the hit movie American Pie, which also adds to the nostalgia. So, what's my age again? Blink-182. I think they're just like Dave Matthews Band. Either you like them or you don't. Yeah, and if you don't like them, then I don't like you. And see, we have... I would say about 50% of our musical tastes are pretty aligned. So we're getting some of the same ones, but at the same point, I'm going to go with my loss in the metal round is Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft. And I know for a fact that I have turned this on at a bar on touch tunes and gotten booed. Matt is notorious for uh, shit songs when I'm drunk and when I'm sober. Well, yeah, and your terrible taste in movies. But what I was going to say is Matt is notorious for, like, being at a party, having a couple of drinks, and somebody's very clearly playing other music, and Matt pulls out his iPhone from 2008 and just starts blasting absolutely terrible music from his phone while there's other music playing in, like, a you know stereo, car, whatever, at the bar. <laughs> Matt's just sitting there jamming out to his own tunes. So I respect it. Summer Breeze. Good pick, lost in the metal round, you know, flying under the radar. I like that pick because I really, I don't know how I feel about it. I I definitely had to switch up my podium because I had no idea what a guilty pleasure song was. Yeah, you, uh, but like I said, it's open for interpretation so everybody can fuck off. Do you have any DQs before we get into the honorable mentions? In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, you have to love it. Yeah, that's true. I guess... A DQ of guilty pleasure songs would just be songs that everybody likes. Yep. Oh, okay. So yeah, if you like a song and you know everybody likes it, those are going to be our DQs. I don't have any DQs. Do you have any more than that? No. Honorable mentions. I know the song, the song started flooding into your head right before we started recording. I only got one. Oh, wait, I got two, actually. Uh, my first one is uh, Graduation Song by Vitamin C. We will still be forever. Yep. I know I'm just depressed when I go onto YouTube and play that song. It's just not a good, you know, mental health status if I'm playing that song over and over. On on the same lines, I had Bubbly by Colby Kelly. Oh my goodness. Will you count me in? <laughs> I have uh I Will Remember You by Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> 
Hurts is a great song. <laughs> well, that's why it's an honorable mention. You know, I think more people like it than hate it, so I couldn't have it on my podium. Yeah. Really, anything by Sarah McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, just here comes the waterworks. Uh, my last honorable mention was Disturbia by Rihanna. Okay, I can. Yeah, well, it's it's like old enough where it's not like I a think if classic. we looked up the stats on how much money that song made, though, I think that yeah, would probably that, take it out of the guilty pleasure yeah, category. Definitely, but that's us. That's no brains, no headache for you. We try to like do just the wild things, open for interpretation. We could have just had a crazy song on here, and you know what are you know, what are you going to do about it? It is what it is. Go th- go through your uh, podium real quick for our listeners. I had Africa, Eeny Meeny, Down Under, and Summer Breeze. And I had In Descending Order, Love Shack, Ants Marching, Zombie, What's My Age Again. Once again, you can post, or you can vote, excuse me, on our post that we do of this. Matt will do a graphic of all of our selections. Matt, go ahead and crack your beer, please. He's going to do a graphic of all of our selections. That's going to be available on our Instagram and Twitter page at NBNA Podcast. Comment your podium below. Tell us what you would have had on yours. And, of course, vote on it because next week the winner will have to go second. So you have a clear implication on who goes next week in Episode 71. So check it out at NBNH Podcast.